everybody, welcome to week one of Reruns, a series we do every year where we take biblical principles out of television shows. and uh, It's an incredible opportunity to bring your friends, to bring your family uh, in a non-threatening environment, have a good time, and hear the gospel. And that's our promise every single year. Uh, and due to copyright uh, laws, we can't show the actual messages online, so we're going to do an overview like this every single week. We'll give you an overview of the previous week's message. Uh, this week we watched King of Queens. It's one of my all-time favorite television shows, uh, and really this is one of my favorite episodes in it. The episode's titled Holy Mackerel, and it's where Carrie and Doug finally get a taste of faith and religion and church, and, uh, and they're kind of forced into it, but we get to learn about their life as it relates to what it looks like to dive into faith. And, and in scene one, we got to see where Doug and Carrie actually got a taste of an answered prayer. They go to church, they find their priest at the local store and he invites them to church and they kind of go reluctantly, but while she's there, she found out that God answers prayer, at least in her mind, she thought he had answered her prayer. And there's a passage of scripture uh, in 1 Samuel chapter 3 where that relates specifically even to us today. And it says this, it says, Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare and visions were quite uncommon. One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed and the lamp of God had not yet gone out. Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God and suddenly the Lord called out to Samuel. And I love seeing that even in that uh, scene, in scene one, where Carrie never really thought she would hear from God until she created time and space for that. We see that here in the book of Samuel. Samuel had been serving God in the temple, serving every day, and because time and space was created for God, he heard God speak. And I love that it said that it didn't normally happen. It was rare for people to hear from God. And I see that in our culture today. It's rare that we ever hear from God, that people hear from God. And the reason I feel like is because we don't create time and space. And here's what I've learned. God wants to answer. He wants to speak to his people. He wants relationship with us. And I've learned that not many people hear from God because not many people pray. Not many people set up time and space to actually hear from God in their lives. And our hope is that when we do, when we set that time and space aside, we can actually begin to hear God's voice speak into our life. Maybe you've never heard an answered prayer in your own life. But I'd encourage you, let's create some time and space so that God can speak into our lives. And in the second scene, we saw what happened when Carrie got a little bit of a taste of hearing from God. She began to pray, and Doug was kind of weirded out by it because they, faith wasn't very uh, active in their actual lives. So when she began to pray, he began to test her motives and say, you can't pray for little things. And she said something pretty significant in that scene. She said, I think God's a pretty smart guy. He can take care of our big things, and he can take care of little things too. And there's truth in that. But Doug said something so profound too. He said that God's not a genie. And I think that's really uh, how we tend to treat God in our own faith. And the Bible talks about it in James chapter four. It says you, don't, you, you want what you don't have, so you scheme to get it. You're jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it away from them. And I love this. It says you, you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And then when you do ask God for it, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. Maybe you'd ask your, yourself this question right now. What are my motives? What, what, what do I go to God in prayer for? Do I only pray when I need something? I love this thought that prayer 
is the means in which God gets His will done on earth. It's never been the means in which we get God's, get our will done in heaven. Prayer was never designed to change the heart of God. It was always designed to change and mold me. So my heart is, listen, God's not my genie. He's not this thing, or this, this being up in heaven that's just waiting to hear what our will is so that He can succumb to our will. But it's always been about how God, how can I get your will done on earth? That was the model of Jesus. When his disciples asked him, hey Jesus, how should I pray? The first thing he told them was pray according to the will of God and the Lord's prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Prayer was designed to make me more like Jesus. And I love how that worked out even in scene number three. We see where Doug thinks he's discovered a secret that they need to keep quiet. But what he didn't realize is the more I pray, the less I can keep quiet about what God's doing in my life. I love this passage in Galatians chapter 5. It says, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It says there is no law against these things. Here's what I know. Gifts are given. Fruit is produced. There are things in your life that you're just good at. And then there are things in your life that will never show up apart from the presence of God in your life. And the Holy Spirit produces these things through us. So how, what does that mean? Well, the only way I'm ever going to see patience toward my kids and my spouse or my family at my job, the only way I'm ever going to be gentle, the only way I'm ever going to show actual true kindness is from, is, is from being in the presence of God. It's produced by Him through the Holy Spirit. And I love, there's a passage of scripture in the book of Acts where it says the disciples were just ordinary men, but they were recognized by being with Jesus. They knew that they had been with them. And you know that's the same truth that in our lives, people around us may not be able to put a thumbprint on it. They may not be able to exactly know what it is, but the more time you spend with God in prayer, the more time you spend with God in His presence, the more people will begin to recognize change in your life. Your spouse will see an attitude change. Your children will see more patience than maybe you've shown in the past over certain circumstances and issues. It all comes from being produced and in the presence of God. So you need to know that uh, there are things that you just can't hide. You spend more time with God, it's going to show in the world around you. And I love the final scene, Doug and Carrie discover that really they've been selfish in their prayer life. They, uh, they felt like that they had poisoned their priest because they had prayed for a specific kind of fish and uh, he chose that and they thought they were getting their prayer answered and uh, of course he got sick, he got deathly sick and that was a kind of a, a moment where they began to realize maybe we've been selfish in how we've prayed. And 1 John chapter 5 talks about that. It says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything, and I love this, it says, according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we'll have what we've asked of Him. And here's the, here's the truth. C.S. Lewis says this. We've spoke about it already. It says that prayer doesn't change God. It changes me. And I want you to know today, the more you pray, the more you're going to become like Him. And that's the goal all along. Prayer was designed to make us more like Jesus. And can I tell you, the more you begin to see God answer your prayers, that's a great indicator that you're becoming more like God. 
because it's always been about God getting His will done on earth. So when I pray, I pray, God, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And maybe you're here today, maybe you're listening, you're tuning in today, and you've struggled with your own faith, and you've struggled uh, in a consistent prayer life, and really you've never really thought about prayer as a means just to become closer to God in your relationship. And you need to do that today. Maybe you need to begin an actual, authentic, brand new relationship with Jesus. And it's going to become less about more getting your will done and way more about getting God into you. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Uh, My hope and my prayer is that through this, you begin to understand an authentic relationship with Jesus. So let's pray together. Father, I love you. I'm thankful for my friends today. I'm thankful for all of the people tuning in uh, who are struggling right now uh, with their walk with you, with their faith. And God, I just pray that you would show up in ways that only you can. That we make a full, fresh commitment. God, that you would forgive us of our sins. God, that all the stuff in my life that separated me from you, all those times that even if I have prayed, it was with selfish motives. God, I pray that today you take all of that away, that my motives become your motives, that your will is done on earth as it is in heaven, that my life is literally radically changed through the power and presence of Jesus Christ. I pray that you make us more like you. God, I accept you as my Savior. God, we follow you as our Lord. And God, we're thankful for life change that only comes through Jesus. God, we honor you and thankful for it. In Jesus' name, amen.